0: Hello and welcome to Vegas Odds of Football. I'm your host, Daniel Ocho. In this episode, we are going to be breaking down our Week 16 NFL betting picks. Uh, On top of that, we are going to briefly recap our Week 15 picks. Let's jump right into it. Okay, guys, so listen. Not every week of the NFL is fun. Not every week is super exciting. For as much as we like to pretend it is, myself included, people online, football fans, uh, there are just some games, some weeks that are just not that great. If you looked at this week's slate, projected it a week out, uh, you see that they spread out the slate with three Saturday games, uh, only six one o'clock games. You might think, "Ah, I don't know about this one. You see a game like the Texans and the Chiefs, and then football actually happens. Then we're actually there from Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock, through the end of Sunday night, through Monday night, and it is front to back, just an electric week. What a fun, fun, exciting week of football. So exciting to see this from the NFL. I think there have been quite a few sort of down, slower weeks uh, this season, and it was so exciting this week to just be able to enjoy a really great 1 o'clock slate, uh, a really fun 4 o'clock slate, and then to have those three highlight showcase games on Saturday. Three days or four days, I guess, of football, right? From Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. It's just awesome. I love it. I'm very excited by it. We have a little college here and there, but this was a great week of football. Uh, Recapping our last week, uh, we went two and two in our big bets for the week. First off, our Steelers-Titans six-point teaser teased up the score to eight and a half, plus eight and a half for both those teams. They both cover that game. Titans probably could have won that game outright. The Steelers end up winning that game outright. Then I gave you guys the Bengals minus three and a half. Another win that looked ugly, looked ugly. Uh, This Buccaneers team, all bad vibes. I told you guys all season, they just cannot close out games. They cannot close out drives. Brady is not as sharp as he was. This offense is not fun to watch. And I cannot wait to bet against them wildcard weekend because they're going to get shellacked by some team. Uh, Then I gave you guys a Seahawks on the money line and plus three and a half on Thursday night football. That was a dud. Yikes. I'm sad that the Seahawks team sort of turning into a pumpkin before our eyes, especially with how exciting they were to start the season. I still believe in Gino. I still believe in the Seahawks, but they're sort of on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. At this point, it feels more likely that the Lions sneak into that seven spot over the commanders. But we shall see how the next couple weeks shake out in the NFC. Then our final loser of the week was the Bills plus the Ravens teaser on Saturday. Bills take care of business despite struggling through a messy, messy game with the Dolphins. Uh, But the Ravens just couldn't couldn't get it sorted out. They were just ugly on offense. This Ravens offense is just paltry, disgusting, terrible. Uh, It's an embarrassment. I'm not enjoying watching it. I don't know how anyone could could say that they are enjoying watching it. It's just not a lot of fun there. Uh, Those were our picks for last week. Uh, Again, a really fun week of the NFL. Let's hope that week 16, another four-day NFL slate, is just as exciting. Everyone's going to have a fun Christmas because there are some great games this week. Let's jump into our week 16 of the NFL picks. Beginning, as we always do, with Thursday night football, Uh, we start with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road at the New York Jets. Uh, The spread in this game is jets minus one Uh, I've seen this line sort of move a bit between the Jaguars minus one to the Jets minus one it's been a little bit all over the place over under in this game set at 39 and a half the Jets coming off another fun game in the uh, Zach Wilson era that guy cannot throw a football uh, which is tough considering he's an NFL quarterback or at least theoretically is an NFL quarterback Uh, he's like if Patrick Mahomes Just didn't know how to play quarterback. Uh, He he has all the physical gifts and sometimes he'll showcase them. Uh, And then he'll do stuff like throw the ball up to four different guys and just pray that his guy comes down with it, which he did at multiple points throughout that Lions-Jets game this past week. It was a fun game to watch. I feel bad because the Jets seem to really have a roster around Zach Wilson there, the infrastructure to compete at a high level. But with with the quarterback play that they're getting out of of that position right now, there's just no way they're going to be able to win a game or even really compete in the playoffs. If they were to sneak into that playoff spot, which now seems like a really major long shot, uh, it feels like they would be a team that would just get smoked off the face of the earth. Even with Mike White, who I think has been playing over his head a bit this year, uh, they're, they're just in a bit of a bad spot. Meanwhile, the Jacksonville Jaguars win a miraculous game against the Dallas Cowboys, a game that they should have lost 10, 20 times. And now, all of a sudden, because they refuse to quit, refuse to die in that game, we're looking at them as a potential winner of the AFC South. The pathway is there. Uh, the Titans are in free fall. Um, they are a team that could very easily lose out the Titans. And the Jaguars, it's not guaranteed that they're going to win out, but they, they have the pathway there to win that division as a an, a 9-8 team or even as a 8-9 team. I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird situation. But regardless, I'm excited to see how this these last couple of weeks with Trevor Lawrence, with Doug Peterson, with this Jaguars team shake out. In this game, as you guys know, I don't like to bet the Thursday night spread. feels a little weird. Um, here, I wouldn't be opposed to teasing the Jaguars up to 7.5, over-under in this game set at 39.5, as I mentioned before, and with a an o- low over-under like that, those seven points crossing that key number of seven feels a little more important. So if you could tease the Jags up to 7.5, uh, if you can get that line at... Jags plus one and a half and tease that up to uh, plus seven and a half and then put that together with another game on Saturday or Sunday. I wouldn't be opposed to that. But other than that, I'm staying away from the spread. My main takeaway is just fade Zach Wilson until he's not playing quarterback anymore. Uh, I don't think Mike White's going to be back this week. I think it's impossible, essentially, for him to get back in time. I'm going to fade Zach Wilson. Give me the Jaguars here. Plus one, plus seven, plus whatever you can get him at. On top of that, give me a same game parlay with Christian Kirk. Anytime touchdown scorer, uh, Kirk is coming off a game where he was sh- shut down by uh, Trayvon Diggs of the Cowboys. We saw guys like Zay Jones, like uh, Marvin Jones, just catching balls all over the field against the Cowboys. That was because Christian Kirk was kind of blanketed. I'd like to see him get back in the end zone here. He should have the opportunity. I know that the Jets cornerback, Sauce Gardner, has been a a stud at keeping these number one receivers out of the end zone, but it feels like the Jaguars figure out a way to scheme Christian Kirk into the end zone, and I want to parlay that with Zonovan Knight, anytime touchdown scorer. Uh, For as good as the Jags defense ended up playing in that game, they were getting just trounced on the ground, especially by Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, The Jets are committed to running the ball, should be a good opportunity here. So Christian Kirk, anytime touchdown scorer, parlayed with Zonovan Knight of the Jets, anytime touchdown scorer. Moving on to our Saturday slate, 11 games on Saturday, Christmas Eve going to be a great great Christmas Eve we begin with the Buffalo Bills at the Chicago Bears Uh, the Bills are nine point favorites here over under in this game set at 41 and a half the Bills have been the opposite of coverage Kings. They can't cover a game. It's not fun. It's very stressful. They haven't covered in seven of the last eight games. Uh, and Justin Fields, by contrast, has been a major pain in the behind for for a lot of these favorites over the course of the last several weeks. Once basically the Bears figured out that, hey, we have a freak show athlete, at quarterback. Uh, maybe we should run the ball with him sometimes. The... Justin Fields' run that got called back this past week was one of the most electric plays I have ever seen in my entire life watching football. Uh, Truly incredible, truly electric. Uh, It it was almost like that Marshawn Lynch uh, beast mode run from the playoffs against the Saints several years ago. Reminded me of that, just a guy who would not go down. It is amazing electric to see Justin Fields play and to see him play in a game with, to my mind, the most exciting player in the NFL to watch in Josh Allen. Should be a fun matchup, even if it, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be super competitive. I like the Bills to cover the nine here, uh, even though they haven't been great at covering the spread, even though the Bears have been, by contrast, really good at covering the spread. This feels like a game where not only do the Bills try to get themselves right against a Bears defense that is just struggling, uh, even though they played admirably at first against the Eagles last week, ultimately folding like a cheap house of cards the Bills are going to try to get right on offense. I think that Josh Allen sees an opportunity maybe to get back into the MVP consideration conversation with a major game here. So don't be surprised to see Josh Allen go nuts, go for four or five touchdowns and really solidify his case from trying to win MVP. If the Bills are the one seed and if Jalen Hurts can't play the rest of the season, I wouldn't be surprised to see Josh Allen assert himself into that MVP conversation. So give me the Bills minus nine uh, and watch out for Josh Allen this week. This brings us to our sicko game of the week. It's not a dress, it's a kilt. Sicko. Our sicko game of the week is the New Orleans Saints at the Cleveland Browns. Okay. The Cleveland Browns in the sicko game of the week really gives new meaning to the term sicko game of the week. Deshaun Watson. Never has there been a more fitting quarterback for the sicko game of the week because he is a sicko in every sense of the word. Uh, On top of that, you would need to be a sicko to watch a game with a projected over-under total of 32 points. I'm saying that right. That's 32 points in this game. Repulsive, disgusting. The Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't want to think about this game. I don't want to watch this game. Uh, The Browns stink. The Saints stink. Dennis Allen is a very bad head coach. Uh, I was high on this team before the season. I told people to bet on them to win the division. I'm so, so sorry. I'm sorry for myself, too, because I I, I took them. Uh, ultimately, we've already spent way too much time thinking about this game. If you are watching this game, if you catch yourself, consider yourself a sicko uh, and just turn it off, please. Next up, the Houston Texans, the one twelve and one Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. You know, that that record for the Texans doesn't really seem right. I feel like they've been more competitive than that this year, but That's tanking effectively as far as I'm considered. I've called them out a lot for like losing on purpose, Uh, and despite that, they've essentially competed with some of the best teams in the AFC the last couple weeks, so uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this Texans team at this point. They've been really competitive with the Bills, with the Chiefs, going to overtime with the Chiefs this past week, which was just crazy. They, They just would not die in that game, and... Now they play Divisional Rival. They play the Titans. Uh, It is Tractor Cito season. It is Derrick Henry destroys the Houston Texans season, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, The line in this game is Titans minus seven. Over under in this game, set at 39. Uh, The Texans had a rough, rough game last week. Tannehill gets hurt. Uh, They bring in Malik Willis, who does not look like a capable NFL player at this point. He's just sort of terrible. Um, Ultimately, Tannehill gets carted off and comes back into the game. If he's healthy, if he's going to be out there, I love the Titans minus seven here. I know the Texans have been a write-off, essentially. They've been double-point underdogs for the last two weeks and then covered and almost won the last couple weeks. Uh, now they play a divisional rival and the line's only seven. Why wouldn't you hop on the Texans here? but I'm fading them. I have to fade them. It feels like a game that the Titans always take care of business with Vrabel, at least. Uh, Mike Vrabel, one of the original coverage kings, man. When he first came into leadership on this team, the guy just took care of business, always as an underdog, always as a favorite. And I believe in him again here. I think he takes care of business with this Houston Texans team. Give me the Titans minus seven. Uh, Give me every Derrick Henry over, every prop here. Just feels like it's gonna be a huge Derrick Henry week. It feels like that time of year for him. Next up, the Seattle Seahawks. At the Kansas City Chiefs, this is a must-win game for the Seahawks. One of the games that I have circled on my my little schedule because I am so excited for it. Uh, the Seahawks are 10-point underdogs. The over-under here here set at 49.5. Feels like too high of a line. I know that the Chiefs are really good. Um, I know that they are, at this point, considered one of the best teams in the NFL, right? They're, they should be or could be the one seed in the AFC. Uh, and the Seahawks are struggling mightily. They lost to a bad Panthers team a couple weeks ago. Lost last week. They're, they're just sort of in a tailspin. Geno Smith is making mistakes he was not making in the beginning of the year. And now they get a Chiefs team that maybe is has a little bit of fire under their behind for almost losing that game to the Texans. Despite all those things, it feels like the Seahawks just need this one more. I love the Seahawks plus 10 here. I might sprinkle a little bit of action on the Seahawks to win this game outright. I don't love it, but it feels like... We could see an upset here. I'm not as high on the Chiefs as everybody else. Uh, I see a lot of glaring holes in how they're operating at this point. Um, they have to work so much in the tight part of the field because they don't have that electric playmaker over the top. Uh, I know that it's been said that they're missing Tyree Kill, and who wouldn't miss Tyree Kill? But they could really use him to spread the field out. Uh, Instead, they're having to rely on these tight spaces and getting the ball at the exact right spot, the exact right time so often, so often. And the Seahawks are going to be fired up. They're going to be fired up on the road against KC in an opportunity to stay alive in the playoff hunt. So give me the Seahawks plus 10 here and maybe a sprinkle on the money line. Next up, the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings pull off. The biggest comeback in NFL history against a Colts team that they're bizarre. There's, I do not even say about this Colts team. They look like world beaters to start that game. They're giving it to the Vikings before ultimately collapsing in the second half. Just a putrid performance offensively, defensively, every offensively. Um... And now the Vikings get to go home, play host to a New York Giants team coming off a major, albeit stolen, divisional victory over the Washington Commanders. Uh, Giants are 8-5-1. The Vikings are, once again, the worst 11-3 team in the NFL, maybe in NFL history. Vegas hates the Vikings. Vegas gives them no respect. Uh, The Vikings are 3.5-point favorites in this game. Am I reading that right? Yeah. Vikings are 3.5-point favorites. Over-under in this game set at 47.5. It seems like Vegas keeps setting this Vikings line at three to three and a half. We've seen it like four times now, right? We saw it with uh, the Jets. They were three and a half point favorites at home. We saw it this past week. They were three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, And then we saw they were three and a half point to two and a half point dogs at the Lions. Three and a half point lines, I try to stay away from them wherever possible. feels like a trap. If I am gonna bet it, I'm either gonna take the underdog as an outright uh, winner or alternatively, I'm just going to Uh, tease that line down to three for for the favorite if i'm going to bet the favorite something to think about there because once you start to cross that that key number of three you get into dangerous territory so in this game because the vikings to me are like the snip snap team of the year they're constantly every other week just good bad good bad good bad i have to take them uh, as a favorite here three and a half points i've said it before i'll say it again i think the giants are so fraudulent everything about what they do does not seem sustainable to me They essentially needed all the luck in the world to gut out that victory against the commanders this past week on Sunday Night Football, and I don't think they'll be able to pull it off again, uh, especially on the road here against a Vikings team that is rolling offensively. Cousins has been a stud the last two games, and I've been critical, more than critical of the guy at every opportunity. So in this game, give me the Vikings minus three and a half. This is going to be one of my bigger plays of the week. I'm going to buy the point to get that line down to three. Give me the Vikings minus three at three and a half. Be a little careful with it, but Vikings minus three here at home. Next up, the Cincinnati Bengals at the New England Patriots. The Patriots just lost the most embarrassing game, most embarrassing way in NFL history. Truly a hilarious, truly a pathetic performance by the New England Patriots, the Bill Belichick Patriots. And I'm so happy that it's happening. I, I'm overjoyed at this because they hired the unmitigated gall, the arrogance to hire Matt Patricia, a defensive coach, as your offensive coordinator. It borders on delusion. It doesn't border on it. It is delusion. Bill Belichick has deluded himself into thinking that he is so smart that he knows so much better than everybody else, that he could take this guy who was largely a joke as an NFL head coach, one of the worst NFL head coaches of the last 20 years. He was loath within that building. Everyone there was just like, this guy thinks he's Belichick, and he sucks. Uh, that team continually, routinely underperformed under uh, Matt Patricia. With their, their biggest win was like a win against the Chiefs at home. Other than that, they sucked at every opportunity. So uh, now the guy comes here. He fails upwards into an offensive coordinatorship with the Patriots. After Mac Jones looked like a really good quality NFL starter in his rookie year. Now he looks like a bum. He's getting benched for Bailey Zappi. Just a disgusting performance by the Patriots. Disgusting season by this team. And the arrogance, the sheer arrogance, the sheer delusion going on in that front office, in that organizational Hierarchy uh, makes me so excited to root against them every week. Now they play host to the Bengals. Line in this game set at Bengals minus three and a half. You'll see that that tricky three and a half line. I'm not loving it here. I'll tell you that over under in this game set at forty. Bengals last week looked like just terrible. The, the first half of that game could not string anything together. Couldn't get a stop on Brady. Ultimately, they figure things out in the second half, come roaring out, scored 33 uh, consecutive unanswered points on the Buccaneers. They forced four turnovers, more impressively. This is really what people forget about the Bengals team. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Mixon, all these guys kind of get the accolades. They're the guys who get the spotlight. But the reason the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year was not all Joe Burrow, right? That defense forced turnovers. That defense shut Patrick Mahomes down in the second half of the AFC title game. This defense was lights out they got a key interception on Ryan Tannehill to win the game in the playoffs against the one seed last year. Their defense is phenomenal. Their defense is going to tee off on the New England Patriots this week. My hesitancy with the three and a half point line here is that everyone's going to be writing off the Patriots like I am right now because of what we've seen from Patricia, from what we've seen, we've seen from them the last couple of weeks. So for that reason, even though I'm definitely going to take the Bengals minus three as one of my big plays of the week I'm staying away from the three and a half if if you can get it down to three down to two and a half I love it but anything higher than that it's going to be a fade for me the Bengals minus three is going to be one of my big plays of the week because I just want to fade the Patriots at every opportunity until Matt Patricia is no longer involved in that offense Next up, the Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. Lions are three-point favorites on the road. Uh, They need this game. They need it to stay in contention. They have a path to the wild card, to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Uh, Dan Campbell has his team believing. Jared Goff is playing out of his mind. Had a down game against the Jets last week, but you know what? That team gutted it out. They pulled it out. The over-under in this game set at 44.5. Carolina Panthers are not good. I told you last week, if the Steelers were, were going to blow that streak for Tomlin, it would not be against a Panthers team led by Sam Darnold and Steve Wilkes. I think that people have tricked themselves into, at some for some reason, I, I don't know why, thinking that this Panthers team is maybe competent. They are not competent. They are they are not competent whatsoever. Uh, the Detroit Lions are a competitive team that plays really hard for their head coach. I think Steve Wilkes is doing a commendable job. Uh, I think Sam Darnold is one of the better backups in the league, maybe. But he's also a turnover machine who... If you play him for more than three weeks consecutively as a starting quarterback, you start to remember why he's terrible and why those Jets offenses that he led were consistently pathetic. The guy makes terrible decisions and turns the ball over like nobody else. So give me the Lions here, minus three. Another one of my big plays this week is going to be the Lions. Give me the Lions every opportunity. Love Detroit. They need this one to keep in playoff contention, and the Panthers are done. They're toast. They want a higher draft pick. I don't think they're going to be really playing super hard for this one. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons at the Baltimore Ravens. Falcons are seven-point underdogs to the Ravens. I don't know how that makes sense. Over-under in this game, set at 40-and-a-half. Desmond Ritter, in his first game with the Falcons last week, looked bad I guess for most of the game he, he was a rookie obviously he looked really good in the preseason but we didn't know what to expect he looked maybe marginally better than than Marcus Mariota at this point the Falcons are playing for next year they need to see what they have with Ritter uh, with that offense uh, so it's kind of an experiment mode I know Arthur Smith wants to continue to win games because that's all the guy really does he, he wins games he's not supposed to uh, and the Ravens are basically they could fail for the rest of the season they could lose out and still make the playoffs so they are sitting pretty, um, but. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Falcons cover this game seven because of what I just said. Arthur Smith is the king of covering games. He's not supposed to. And the Ravens this year are the kings of not covering. All they do is just struggle to score points. They struggle to really do anything effectively. I don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to be back this week, but if he's not and and the Ravens are potentially trotting out a a second or third string quarterback, Brett Hundley, who we all for some reason convinced ourselves was a pretty good backup, uh, despite the fact that he's like two and five as a starter and has like two touchdowns and five interceptions in that time despite all that we now have crowned him as one of the better backups in the league and the ravens are seven point favorites at home listen maybe lamar plays and that would make this line make sense but until then give me the falcons plus seven if you can cross the zero get it up to seven and a half i love that even more but i could see a world in which the falcons win this game outright because ritter just surprises people shows some flashes and the falcons play hard as heck for arthur smith i'm excited to, to watch him play again this week next up the washington commanders on the road at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are seven-point favorites. The Commanders coming off a heartbreaking divisional loss to the New York Giants. Over-under in this game set at 40 and a half. Commanders kind of got robbed with the refereeing. Refereeing was just bad, bad, bad in general this past week. Heineke giving his all, doing doing his damnedest to keep this Commanders team in contention until the end, but I just don't think they have the talent. I think they're they're playing over their head. They have been at least, and now we're starting to see that come to fruition now they play a a Niners team that maybe has also been playing over their head with Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is still playing like a like a star at this point. He's just getting the job done. Uh Mr. Irrelevant has been Mr. dominant to to date. Uh but I don't think that that stops here. I think the train rolls on for the Niners. Give me the Niners minus 7. This feels like a game that that could be a blowout very early. Uh, the Niners have been rolling teams and they could continue to do that against a Commanders team that is struggling to consistently finish drives to, to score points at this point. And the Niners defense is, is nothing to, to sniffle at. They're a tough group who I think is going to get to Heineke consistently and make him maybe make some mistakes. And I could see this Niners team scoring defensively as well. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Let me tell you something. There is a potential for this game to be a key, key divisional matchup if the Cowboys manage to not choke away that game against the Jaguars. If the Eagles manage to lose that game against the Bears at one point where it felt like they that was sort of trending that way. Uh, ultimately, the Bears choke in the second half. The Cowboys choke in the fourth quarter and overtime, just a, a putrid performance by the Cowboys. Uh, and now the Eagles are entering this game 13-1. Cowboys are entering 10-4. and Now news comes down this afternoon that Jalen Hurts is injured. He is probably not going to play in this game against the Cowboys. Uh, over-under in this game was 51.5 the line in this game was Cowboys minus one. That line has climbed with the Jalen Hurts news to the Cowboys minus six. Uh, and the over under has rolled back regardless of what it is, right? Uh, I love the Cowboys tease down to minus zero. Uh, I, I know everyone wants to believe in Gardner Minshew as, as a fun quarterback. He's exciting. He's got a, a unique mustache. He's cool, whatever. The Cowboys beat up on bad quarterbacks is what they do. They, they have all season just been, Smacking terrible quarterbacks around. Micah Parsons up front. That secondary looked terrible in the second half against the Jaguars. uh, But they want to get right. They want to get right against a backup quarterback. And I've seen Gardner Minshew turn into a pumpkin before our eyes. How can anyone forget that London game where where he threw three interceptions? Just was completely overmatched defensively on offense. And I could see that being the case here against a Cowboys team that is desperate to at least make it a potential situation where they could maybe swing the division. Uh, the Cowboys need this one. They 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 do because they need to build that confidence going into the playoffs so they can beat anybody. Uh, so give me the Cowboys here minus six. This is definitely gonna be a teaser game that I'm gonna match up with something else. This brings us to our coverage king of the week. Hey yo, lesson here, baby. You come at the king, you best not miss. <laughs> Our coverage king this week is none other than Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm a Steelers fan. I love Coach Mike, Coach T, uh, but he can frequently be a total nightmare to bet on, especially when he's a favorite. All those Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell years, they were always big favorites in a lot of high-leverage primetime opportunities, and they always just got destroyed. They could not close out a game against inferior opponents. Uh, that was always sort of an, an MO of these Mike Tomlin teams. They play down to their level of competition, but they could also play with anybody. Uh, but this is where he's really in his prime when he's coaching a team that is underestimated that people have written off uh, his back against the wall. The Steelers have been written off by most of the league. Uh, Saturday Night Football, we have here, we have the Steelers coming in off a big win against the Panthers team, uh, keeping that not going under 500 streak alive. I think that means something to Coach T. I think it means something to the Steelers team. I think they are playing extremely hard. Uh, TJ Watt, that whole defensive unit has looked incredible the last couple of weeks, and they're just not going to roll over that they're not that kind of team. Uh, Kenny Pickett should be back for this game, even if he's not. Mitch Trubisky looked passable. Uh, even two weeks ago when he had those three red zone turnovers, the guy was moving the ball up and down the field. And regardless of who's that quarterback, the Raiders are, are coming to town uh, to Pittsburgh Saturday night. Uh, the line in this game is Steelers minus two. The over-under is 40 and a half. Steelers are a slight favor. That line doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It doesn't make a lot of sense to most people who probably have watched football this year. The Raiders have seemingly been better, even though they have the same record as the Steelers. They're coming off a major victory against a playoff contender in the Patriots, but this feels like an emotional loss or a schedule loss for the Raiders. They're coming off a high, high emotional uh, victory over the Patriots where they won at the last second end of the game. Crazy. One of the craziest wins I've ever seen with that Chandler Jones rush back for a touchdown or Fumble. I don't know what to even call it. Uh, now they have to go into Pittsburgh, a Pittsburgh team that is gaining confidence. Uh, so I cannot bet against my coverage king here. Mike Tomlin, give me Mike Tomlin, Steelers minus two at home. Uh, coach T, as an underdog, as a coach of a team that nobody feels should really be competing at this point of the season, is where I love to bet on him. Uh, give me the Steelers, give me my coverage king, Mike Tomlin. This brings us to our Sunday games. We have three Sunday Christmas Day games starting us off. The Green Bay Packers at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I just should just note before we get into this that the Packers haven't completed their game against the Rams yet at the time of this recording. Uh, the Dolphins are four-point favorites here. Over-under set at 46.5. I don't like to bet on the Packers. They're, they're not a fun team to gamble on this year. The Dolphins are kind of a fun team to gamble on this year. It's Christmas Day. Don't torment yourself by watching this full game. Uh, put some player props in on the Dolphins, skill players to score a touchdown. Uh, Romeo Dobbs came back for the Packers this past week. Maybe sprinkle something on him anytime touchdown scorer. If I had a lean here, it would probably be the Packers plus four, even though I don't like to bet on them, even though I don't love to bet on this version of Aaron Rodgers. I feel like the, the Packers are not going to just roll over either. Uh, they they are a competitive team. They're full of competitors left and right. The head coach has basically done nothing but win since taking over. And now the the Dolphins are struggling at this point of the year to consistently score points, to consistently uh, sustain drives. I don't know what to make of this Dolphins team. They seem a little bit night and day. They're sort of in a tailspin the last couple of weeks. Uh, give me the Packers here, plus four. I may sprinkle something on the Packers' money line to win outright. More than likely, I'm not going to watch too much of this game. It Doesn't seem like a very exciting game to watch for me. Next up, the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Rams. If you thought that last game was not exciting to watch, let me tell you about this game. Over-under in this game set at 35. Uh, The Broncos are one and a half point favorites. We could be seeing uh, Brett Rippian versus Baker Mayfield. Somebody will be interested in betting on this game. It's not going to be me, though. It will not be me. So uh, give me the Rams plus one and a half because I am not betting on the Broncos this year for the rest of the year. I don't want anything to do with them. Next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Arizona Cardinals. The final Christmas Day game, uh, we end it with a little Tampa Brady in Arizona. Maybe a, a stop for him uh, on his way after this year. Could he be heading somewhere else? I know that Kyler is obviously signed to a long-term extension there, but the guy's can be injured. I can see them maybe making a deal. Ah, who knows? I'm just pontificating. Uh, give me the Buccaneers minus four here. The over-under in this game set at 40 and a half. Cardinals, I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for them. Colt McCoy got hurt this past week, uh, and it's just a mess. That, that organization is a mess at this point. They're playing for a top draft pick despite all the talent. Uh, their defense has some guys who are not just going to sit there and be okay with losing. Uh, and <laughs> the Bucs are horrible at finishing drives. They're one of the worst rushing teams. They can't score in the red zone. Uh, they look just a little bit off at every opportunity. So I don't feel great about betting them minus four. But Christmas Day, prime time. How can I bet against Tom Brady? This feels like a game that Tom Brady wins 10 out of 10 times. It just feels classic. Uh, maybe his last big showtime win uh, could be because people were saying this week that he's probably walking away at the end of this year. So give me Bucks minus four Tom Brady in the final primetime victory of Tom Brady's career. Finally, Monday Night Football, the fourth day of our four day slate of exciting NFL football. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, my God. Justin Herbert is so good at football. He's so fun to watch the throws that he makes every week. Uh, they, they make me weak in the knees. I, I love to watch this guy just throw the ball uh, despite his horrible coaching staff and the just putrid positions that they, they put him into uh, by running these weird mesh concepts that are just horrible, not fun to watch. I, how many times can I watch him throw it to Austin Eckler three yards beyond the line of scrimmage to uh, Keenan Allen, four yards beyond the line of scrimmage. It's not exciting. Uh, let the guy loose free. Justin Herbert from this terrible offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, from this bad head coach, free him. The Chargers are three-point favorites at the Indianapolis Colts, coming off the worst blown lead in the history of the NFL. Uh, The Colts are going to win this game. I am telling you right now, the Colts are going to win this game outright. Give me the Colts here. Money line, over-under in this game, 47. The Colts are not that bad. They were in a position to win that game, even in overtime. They, They had every opportunity to win that game. They could not get it done. The Chargers are just not good. Like they struggled with a Titans team that they themselves are just not playing very well. Um, I know that now it looks like the chargers are probably a shoe in for the playoffs. I cannot wait to bet against this team. Uh, I know Herbert is fully capable of dominating at any point, but the rest of this team roster construction wise is just, they're they're no good. They're, they're fraudulent. This is this year's fraud team in the AFC is the chargers. Uh, So give me the Colts here money line, give me them plus three. I love the Colts here. They're going to be one of my big plays of the week. Let's get into our big picks of the week. Our picks this week: Lions, minus two and a half. I love the Lions. Give me the Steelers, minus two and a half. I love the Steelers. Uh, I'm going to take that Bengals line down to minus three from three and a half one One of my big plays of the week. The Vikings, minus three. Another one of my big plays of the week. Uh, I know I mentioned it just now, but I want the Colts every which way. Give me the Colts money line. Give me the Colts plus three. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to give you guys a teaser of the Titans, minus one. Uh, and the Cowboys at even money. That's going to be my little matchup here because the Texans are fading and that's going to be my final play. So I'm giving you guys six picks this week. Lions, minus two and a half. Steelers, minus two and a half. Bengals, minus three. And the Vikings, minus three. Colts, money line and plus three. And then the teaser of Titans, minus one and Cowboys, even money. Thanks as always for listening. I will be back with you guys next week. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon.